Hi there, ho there. Once again, I'm Dave Rowe. And I'm Jock Wilson. And this is another edition of the Calgary Stampeder Podcast Hall of Fame edition. Holy cow, not a Hall of Fame edition. Yes, it's a Hall of Fame edition. <laughs> well, why not? Because we saw yeah. John Cornish going to the Hall this past weekend. I, well done. I, I tell you what, first ballot Hall of Famer. I was a little surprised he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, but then you really look at his numbers and you go, no, you know what? John Cornish deserves it. Even though his, his you know career was cut a little bit short, the guy was a dominant running back. And, and I'm not going to even label him as a Canadian running back because yeah. he was just a dominant running back. But, you know, the fact, uh, the fact of the matter is uh, he does carry that that Canadian passport. Right. And that kind of transforms that position because it had been pretty much an American-dominated position. And now the door has been opened sure. uh, for other guys. You know, Andrew Harris uh, out there, you know, future Canadian running backs. Ante Leader. I mean, not mm-hmm. that he's going to be a primary guy with the Stampeders, but at least, you know, they're, they're looking at him as an opportunity, you know, as a fill-in guy when the when the need arises. So, again, it's another position that's opened up to you sports athletes who are, you know, thinking about making this a career. And, and it really does show how the Canadian Football League has evolved over the years, Dave. You and I have been covering this game for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the so-called token Canadians were, put them on the offensive line, put them at safety, that's it. We don't want any skill. Slap any back. Skill. Yeah, Slap back. Exactly. Yeah. So there was no skill positions. Yeah. You know, one day we're going to see, you know, uh, hopefully one day we're going to see another dominant Canadian quarterback in mm-hmm. this league. You know, it's, we're close, but we're not there yet. No, that's, uh, that, that's the last of the positions that's uh, that's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see some Canadian defensive backs get yes. a look. That was a that was another hard skill position for Canadians to break into. But you know, guys like Tunde Adelike are uh, bringing down uh, the barricades in that position uh, as well. The other thing I liked about what the Hall of Fame did this year uh, is you know bringing in guys whose careers maybe weren't as long mm-hmm. as you'd think of, that, mm-hmm. uh, but you know were such transformative players in their time. I'm speaking specifically about Mervyn Fernandez and and Terry Greer here. Guys who went on to careers in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but uh, were just incredible impact players during their time in the CFL. Well, you know, and and you're exactly right. And and I guess, you know, I know we're going to break down the top 10 for the Calgary Stampede Hall of Famers, but, you know, Doug Flutie was a perfect example. You know, did he define his career in Canada? Well, he he got rebooted in Canada, but then, you know, he really went on and had, you know, great success in the NFL. You know, Jeff Garcia is another one that, you know, got the start in Canada and went on and had great success in the NFL. Should Jeff Garcia be in the Hall of Fame? I think if that new standard with Fernandez and Greer is going to be applied, then yes. I I agree. I agree because he had some amazing years. Short, but amazing mm-hmm. years here in Canada. Absolutely. And that's a, you know, I think that's going to come to uh, yeah. guys that we look at uh, for the Calgary Stampeders because, you know, we also want to take mm-hmm. a look now at some of the guys, uh, you know, current Stampeders, maybe just uh, a couple of years in the rearview mirror that are going to be looked at for the Hall of Fame. Well, let me tell you, the next first ballot Hall of Famer, and I think it's going to be next year, is Henry Burris. Easy. Easy. <laughs> like, that is a no-brainer. How do you not make Henry Burris a first ballot Hall of Famer? He, he won everywhere he went. Yep. And, and the fact is, his career was defined by beating the Calgary Stampeders, you know, as, as a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks. That was fantastic. You know, won a championship, obviously, with the Calgary Stampeders as well. And, and his numbers don't lie. So if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, well, color me not impressed. Yeah, and uh, I think the Hall of Fame uh, voters are going to realize that and make this, uh, you know, a real simple choice. What about, uh, you know, other guys out there that you like, uh, you like to get in? Well, you know, it's interesting. And I look at the current member of the Calgary Stampeders, and obviously two come to mind right off the top. And... and 
and and we, you talked about the defensive back position. And this is probably somebody that, you know, outside of Calgary, you don't realize the importance of this player. But mm-hmm. Smitty, Brandon Smith, you know, look at look at his winning. Everybody talks about Bo Levi Mitchell's winning percentage with this team. When he is in the lineup, Calgary Stampeders win a hell of a lot of football games. And and he has just, you know, he's 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 been longevity. He's been a member of the Calgary Stampeders for all of these years, longest serving member of the Calgary Stampeders. I'll tell you what, if Brandon Smith, after he retires, and I don't know when he's going to retire. Is he going to play one more year, two more years, three more years? Who knows, yeah. you know, with, with Brandon Smith because he's like the Energizer Bunny. But I'll, I'll be stunned if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, I, uh, that's another consensus guy. One guy I would like to see get some consideration. I think it's going to be harder to get him in, and he might have to wait uh, a, a few years. But I'd like Rob Cote okay. to get to, to get a look. I mean, Canadian because, you know, boy? Rob, yeah, just, you know, long Canadian career, uh, a leader on special teams, uh, and a leader in, in his community. Not necessarily with the sexy numbers, but when you look at what makes uh, a Canadian Football League player, a Canadian player in the Canadian Football League, I think Rob Cote exemplifies well, that. And, and that's a great point, because what defines Rob Cote, the fact that, you know, not only was he a great player on the field, mm-hmm. because he was a great blocker, he was, you know, obviously the lead blocker for, for John Cornish in so many years, but how many President's Rings did he win? He won a couple of President's Rings, he yep. was so involved in the community, and, you know, a long, long career in the Canadian Football League, and, oh, one championships, too. Yep. I, I guess that defines, you know, a Hall of Famer in my books. Fistful of rings for that guy. So yeah. that's a, that's yeah. someone we'd like to see. You, you, know, being, you know, another guy, uh, another guy, you know, and, and he's still playing in the league. And, and I'm not even going to go down Bully by Mitchell's uh, path right now. But we saw him here in Calgary. We were a little bit disappointed when he was traded to Hamilton last year and then ended up as a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But Charleston Hughes obviously is going to be yeah. the first ballot Hall of Famer, is yeah. he not? Yeah, you can't forget Charleston Hughes. <laughs> no. I mean, when you look at the sack numbers the guy puts up, dynamic, dynamic He's still player. doing it at his age, too. Yeah, so. absolutely. He's going in. Uh, he's going in, and he's going in quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is any, any doubt he's about that. He's coming in off the edge unblocked yeah, in the again, Hall of Fame. How much longer is he going to play? Because, you know, yeah. you, every year we say, oh, he's slowing down, slowing down. And, and last year he had the great start. He did slow down at the second half of the season. And this year I won't be surprised if he slows down the second half of the season mm-hmm. as well. But he's still a dominant player. Absolutely. Absolutely, and he's put up the numbers throughout his career yes. that, uh, yeah, he's going to get in and uh, and get in very quickly. All that being said, uh, we're going to devote a big chunk of this edition of the Stampeder podcast to uh, our top 10 Stampeders that are in the Hall of Fame. I believe there's uh, there's 38 stamps, mm-hmm. builders and players in the Hall of Fame. So uh, you and I tough. have chosen this is tough. And Yeah, it was tough. I was going up and down the list here and <laughs> moving uh, moving guys up and down the charts before I settled onto my 10. Where did you start at number 10? Number 10? Well, I, I went with the builder. And I went with Tony Anselmo because, uh, you know, if anybody who has followed this Calgary Stampede yeah. Football Club, he was elected as a builder in 2009. Uh, you know, he was a native of B.C., uh, joined the Stampeders as a director in 1967, became president in 1973. Four decades with the Calgary Stampeders, you know, remaining with this club in an advisory capacity until 2007. But really, the defining moment for me, for Tony Anselmo, is the fact that he was here during the SOS campaign. Yes. And, you know, this was the dark days of the Calgary Stampeders in the 80s. So I tell you what, without Tony Anselmo, I'm not even sure the Calgary Stampeders would be here today. So that's why he makes my, my top 10 list. He's a good choice. He's not on my list, but that's a, that's a good choice. For number 10, I'm going back into the past here. And, uh, no, there was no bias because of the name, but I'm picking Paul Rowe. 
Paul Rowe had a great career as a member of the Calgary Stampeders, and he also doubles up not just a member of the Football Hall of Fame, but also as Canada's Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, won a championship back in the early days with the Stampeders, and uh, you, you talk to a lot of old-time Stampeder fans, and that's a name that comes up. Hey, Paul Rowe is definitely on my, you know, honorary mention, you know, list because uh, just, a, just a great, great player. So I, I have no problem with him making your top ten list. Number nine. Number nine for me was uh, Normie Kwong, the China Clipper. You know, and, and I tell you what, he was elected as a player in 1969. Uh, 13 seasons, you know, he split obviously with Calgary and Edmonton. And we just talked about John Cornish. Uh, John Cornish, you know, didn't make my top 10 list. He's an honorable mention. But Normie Kwong, uh, I tell you what, you just look back. And, and I wish I would have been, you know, little older to see China, you know China Clipper really in his heyday yeah uh, you know I've seen I've seen highlight videos and everything from that standpoint but you know we know we know Normie Kwong uh, away from the football stadium we know what he's done you know as the president of the state Calgary Stampeder football club as well and the impact he's had for the organization so uh, Normie had to make my list the only reason I didn't put Normie on my list uh, was I, I went up and down the list of Stampeders that are in there and I looked at some of these guys who are largely defined by their time elsewhere. Yes, and uh, yes. I got to admit that when I think about Normie Kwong, I tend to think about Normie Kwong as an Edmonton You forget his time as a president of this football club. Yeah, that's yeah, that that's yeah. true because yeah. you know, he, the you know, combination builder and a player, that's a that's a rare thing. Right. Except for another guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, John Huffnagel. We, <laughs> well, we forgot about him. But <laughs> he uh, will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If he's not shame on the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but again, yeah, the, the the dual role there, but you know, I also you know, when you think about guys like, you know, Danny Bass, but you know, when you think about Danny Bass, you think of him again as more yeah. of an oh, Edmonton Eskimo. Of course you do. So, yeah, yeah again, Danny Danny Bass didn't even make my honorable mention yeah, list. Yes, not on the list. Number 9 for me uh, I'm going with Willie Burden, running back from the early 70s. Great uh, all-star mm-hmm. career with the Stampeders. Had the one year where he just about got to uh, 1,900 yards. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was excitement on the field in the early 70s when there wasn't a whole lot of good going on with the Stampeders. Yeah, well, it's interesting you mention that because, you know, I, I, I tried to break it down into positions. You know, I, I didn't want to just add all quarterbacks or all running backs because yeah. you could have yeah. added Willie Burden and Earl Lunsford and Normie Kwong and John Cornish mm-hmm. and all of, these, uh, all of these great running backs that this organization has had. Uh, Willie Burden made my honorable mention but did not make my top ten. I'm going to go to number eight, and I bet this guy's on your list. I don't know if he's uh, in this spot here. Rocco Rabano. Rocco. I, I was surprised to, not to see more Stampeder offensive linemen on mm, this list. I but, agree. I you know, agree. When you think about uh, you know the Hoggies with the Stampeders, Rocco Romano's name comes to, to, to mind. And again, you talk about work in the community uh, with Rocco after his career. Everything he's done with the alumni, he just continues to be in the spotlight as a member of this team. Well, you know, it's interesting, Dave, because I have Rocco number seven on my list, so mm-hmm. just, just one spot ahead of you. And Yes, he was elected as a player in 2007. We know Rocco. We see him in the community. We see him with the Calgary Stampeder alumni. And, and you're right. You go down the list. Where are the Where are the offensive linemen? For yeah. God's sake, you know they, they get no respect, no love. Uh, but Rocco does get some love. And you know Calgary's outstanding offensive lineman in '94, in '96, in '99. He was the West Division nominees for the uh, CFL's most outstanding offensive lineman in '94 and '96. Mm-hmm. You know he was an All Star in '92, '94, '95, '96. Hey, the, the guy not only was great on the field, and, and it was it's amazing because you, you look at Rocco Romano, and we knew him as a player. 
he was a fairly big guy. Yep. You know him now, not as a player. He's not that big of a guy anymore. Lean and mean. <laughs> Lean and mean. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so number eight on my list. I went, uh, you know, back old school here a little bit too. Uh, again, I didn't get to see this guy play a lot, but uh, uh, got to know him a little bit, you know, as a member of the Calgary Stampeder alumni. But Larry Robinson, Larry Robinson elected as a player in 1998, member of the Stampeders, you know, had a good long career with the Calgary Stampeders, you know, 1961 to 74. So you talk about longevity with the team. Uh, Larry Robinson was certainly that person. And, you know, when you play both sides of the ball, I know we don't see that very often. Deron Carter, maybe. But, you know, we, we don't see that from today's player as well. But, you know, as, a, as, a, as an excellent place kicker and, you know, obviously as a, as a safety, uh, how can you not look at, uh, you know, Larry Robinson, also a Grey Cup champion in 1971? So you and I have Rocco Romano and Larry Robinson essentially flipped. Uh, I've got Larry in at number seven, and uh, I'm, you know, I'll just basically echo everything you said about uh, about Larry. Again, uh, just another guy. I got to know Larry uh, in his later years. Just a great member of mm-hmm. the uh, of the community. On now to number six, and I mean this is where I think we're going to again have a lot of common names yep. here, guys. Maybe, well, maybe going to be changing maybe in order. Yeah. I'm going to go with Herm Harrison. At at number six yeah. again, a six-time All-Star, you know, wasn't around for a whole lot of success with the uh, with the Calgary Stampeders, but again, uh, for his his work in the community, a guy who I think helped to define the Stampeder way, what we know as the Stampeder way, what it means to be a member of this team on and off the field. You think about Herm Harrison. I tell you what, I love Herm, and and you know, got to know Herm, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, when, when he was here in Calgary, and you know, so integrated into the uh, into the into the community. Um, he made my honorable mention list again. It's so tough wow. because yeah, this, yeah, this, it, you know, it, is. It's, it's it tough. is tough because I I, I I hate to say, you know, my I, I go with a little bit more of who I know, and so I went with Dave Dickinson. You know, call mm-hmm. me call me a brown noser, maybe because <laughs> you know, I love the coach, love the coach's show, I uh, love what he's done with this team, not only as a you know as an offensive coordinator, now a head coach, but as a player, um, how could you not be impressed with uh, with Dave Dickinson? And I know he didn't play his whole career here in Calgary. Yeah. You know, there goes back to your your earlier point, but, you know, 11 seasons in the Canadian Football League. You know, he set so many, uh, you know, CFL passing records. And and really, uh, he won a championship here in Calgary. You know, uh, bottom line is, uh, I just think uh, when, I, when I look at, all-time Hall of Famers for this this organization. Uh, Dave Dickinson certainly stands out for me. He was a guy. I say I wanted to put Dave on the list, but I had to. I had to fall back to my position of you know. I, I look at a lot of his defining years as a member of the BC Lions. Right. Certainly enough. a guy that belongs in the Hall of Fame. But uh, again, on on my list, I, I I didn't put him on. I'll move on to number five here. And actually, this is a guy I, I struggled with putting on the list because as good as he was here, he was uh, maybe better known as a member of the Toronto Argos, and that's Doug Flutie. Mm, okay, Doug Flutie's a little higher on my list, mm-hmm. um, but I have no problem with uh, with Doug Flutie because I'll get to Doug Flutie a little bit later on. I went with uh, with AJ Alondra yeah. Johnson. So uh, Alondra Johnson again elected as a player in two thousand and nine. Uh, joined the Stampeders in nineteen ninety one after a couple of seasons with the BC Lions. But you know he's he's better known as a Calgary Stampeder than a yep. BC Lion. So yes. if you go from that standpoint, and and just when he was on the field, you know we talked earlier about Charleston Hughes. Charleston Hughes is going to go to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer when he does call it a career. You know, obviously it was Charleston Hughes beating AJ's uh, you know record. But but this guy, you know, six trips to a to a championship game, three titles. I'm sorry. Like, I, I really look at, you know, titles as a real defining moment. Yeah. And, and A.J. was the rock there on the defense. At 11 straight winning seasons, and that's the reason yeah. I've got Alondra Johnson at number four. Oh, there you list. go. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, then, then, then we can switch it a little bit because I did have Doug, Doug Flutie at number four. And, and, you know, again, a lot of people say, Doug Flutie, number four or number five on your list. What do you guys tell you guys are idiots? Uh, no, you know, again, it goes back to what you said earlier. Yeah. If Doug Flutie had played his entire career here in Calgary, he would be number one on my list. Yeah, but it's guys that we're looking yes. at guys who are Hall of Famers as Calgary Stampeders. Exactly right. And so I have to I have to look at that. And, you know, was he the most exciting player ever to wear a Calgary Stampeder uniform? Yeah, probably he was. However, however, he just didn't play here long enough to be a little higher on my list. But Doug Flutie, elected, as you know, in, in 2008, uh, only played the four seasons with the Calgary Stampeders. But I will say this. They were pretty damn exciting seasons. Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> uh, on the number three, uh, now I this think is this where is, we might get uh, pretty similar. Yeah, this is where we start lining up. Uh, I mean, certainly, I think uh, even well, you know, as exciting, more exciting than Doug Flutie, Alan Pitts. Okay, man, I loved watching this guy play football. Just such a difference maker uh, out there. Just such a a danger. Just you know, just a scary guy mm-hmm. out there on the field because you knew. Anytime you saw the ball going in his direction, that something special could be about to happen. Well, I had Alan Pitts at number two. So, you know, I think we're on the same page from yep. that standpoint. Obviously, one of the greatest Calgary Stampeders ever. He was elected to the Hall in, in 2006. Um, you know, my, my only disappointing thing with Alan Pitts, he sort of, you know, disassociated himself with the organization yeah. and with Canada, and, and, and we don't really get to see Alan Pitts, uh, you know, very much. But, you know, we talk about, you know, Doug Flutie, what he meant to the organization. Mm-hmm. Where would Doug Flutie be without Alan Pitts? Because, you know, this guy was a five-time All-Star. Flutie to Pitts. Yes, Flutie to Pitts, you know, two-time a Grey Cup championship. So... Uh, champion, I should say, 92 and 98. Alan Pitts, uh, by far the number one receiver in this organization, in my opinion. So that's why he makes my top three. Uh, My number three pick, I actually went with the builder because I had to go with Wally Buono. Uh, (laughs) You know, and and I tell you what, I I opened this conversation with the builder, but but Wally, maybe, maybe not the greatest player ever to play the game, but boy, the winningest coach in CFL history. We were so lucky here in Calgary to have Wally Buono. Uh, you know, in this city, and that's why I've got Wally at number two. <laughs> Again, uh, you know, sort of, man, you got all, you got all the good Wally stuff in there. That's but, right. You know, so when you when you think about, uh, you know, you mentioned what was happening, you know, with uh, you know with Tony Anselmo, the Save Our Stampeders campaign. Yep. You know, you you were here yep. for those turbulent years when it was falling apart on the field and off the field. And Wally Buono comes in, and all of a sudden, there's a sense of stability and uh, and and a sense of class, and you know, you really started to build the identity of the yeah. Calgary Stampeders as a perennial champion, Wally Bono. Well, uh, you, you know, it's interesting because, you know, just look at some, you know, franchise record for most games coached, uh, you know, most victories, yep. uh, most playoff victories, you know, most championships, uh, you know, three. You know, the, the, the guy the guy was just a winning machine. And, mm-hmm. you know, we love what Dave Dickinson is doing right now. He did make my top ten list. But Wally Buono, you know, when, when you think of the Calgary Stampeders, and you're right about the SOS campaign because, you know, I, and I gave a lot of credit to Tony Anselmo. I'm going to give a, a little bit of a shout-out to another Hall of Famer, and that's Stan Swartz. Stan yes. Swartz didn't make my top ten list, but he was a big part of that. And he had, like, the four or five decades with this organization as well. And Stan probably could be on my, my top ten list, but uh, he was a big part of it too. But the hire of Wally Buono really, really did set the foundation for this organization. Okay, and so uh, your, your number two? Was... Uh, my, my number two was Alan Pitts. Was Alan yeah, Pitts. My number, so now yeah. we get to number one. Okay, number one. It's like, <laughs> wow. Let me see. A whole hmm. lot of drama hmm. on this one. Hmm. Hmm. Would he be a, a linebacker? Yeah. Would he, yeah, would he be a defensive player? Okay, defensive yeah, player. Yeah. Would he wear like a, a double number? Yeah, like, say, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that was it. Was he elected as a player in 1976? Yeah, he was. Uh, 11 consecutive seasons for the Calgary Stampede. Hey, we're Does talking this kid about... coach the dinos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're talking about Thumper. Of course we are.
It's like, I think you actually get fined if you do a top 10 list of anything on the Calgary Stampeders and Wayne Harris isn't on the top of it. Well, you, you know, it's a inter- violation. Yeah, you, you know, it's interesting. Again, you know, our age demographic probably doesn't really remember, but I, I you watch some of the video, you, you hear some of the stories, and just what, you know, we, we've been lucky because we've seen Alex Singleton play and just what a great tackler he is. And I think yeah. Corey Greenwood is doing a great job tackling as well. But uh, it's nothing compared to what you hear, you know, what, what Wayne Harris did. Yeah, I mean, it's it, he's a bit of, uh, you know, I guess what you like to call, you know, a, a unicorn for our generation yeah. because, you know, we, we never saw Wayne Harris play and we hear the stories. But, you know, when you hear the stories and you hear the reverence that people talk about uh, about Wayne Harris with that's a name that's uh, that's a name that's not getting lost to history anytime no, soon. No, that, hey, he was the MVP in 1971 when Calgary beat Toronto in that Great Cup game. So, uh, Wayne Harris, uh, number one on, on on my books and number one on your books, and I think number one on a lot of Calgary Stampeder lists as well. And there you have it, our Hall of Fame edition of the Calgary Stampeder podcast. Remember, we'd love it if you could take the time out to rate us, just let you know what you think about what we're doing. Also, uh, send us ideas. Hey, we're always looking for ideas because we drop one of these every Thursday and always remember that you can catch the Calgary Stampeder podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Jock Wilson. Yes, I'm I'm Jock Wilson and you are Dave Rowe. And Thanks that is the Calgary Stampeder podcast.